All right, we are live. We are live. We are live. Let me adjust this here camera because it is doing the gangster lean all up in here. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that is not how I set you up. <laughs> but hello, hello, and hello, and welcome to the Sacred Pathway Academy podcast live right here on YouTube. Yep, 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 yep. I am here and I am so excited as always to share my messaging with you. I got stuff around me that's kind of annoying. Let me get myself settled. I thought I had everything together, but uno momento, por favor. So I can get myself together. All right. All right. So before we uh, jump all the way in, I feel the need. I'm not liking this light today. I feel the need to do a little breathing. So how about it? You gain? Okay, let's go. All right. So if you're going to be listening to this on the replay, don't close your eyes. (laughs) If you're driving, I'll say. If you're not driving and you're somewhere safe where you can do that, where you can close your eyes, close your eyes, okay? But I want you, everybody else that's within the sound of my voice, as long as you're not driving, I want you to close your beautiful eyes. And we're just going to sit here for just a moment. And what I really want you to do, I just want you to allow yourself to just really tune in to the natural rhythm of your breath. As a matter of fact, I want you to put your hand on your heart chakra. Yeah, there you go. and really allow yourself to connect in this moment. Allow yourself to feel the natural rhythm of your breath in a very real way. Allow yourself to feel every inhalation and exhalation that you have. Allow yourself to also feel the beautiful rhythm of your heartbeat. Allow yourself to feel the beautiful harmony happening within your body between your heartbeat and your natural breath. Just really tune in to your body. Don't worry about anything else right now. You shouldn't be looking at me at all. You should just be concentrating on yourself. And I know if you're listening to this on audio replay, of course, you're not looking at me. I'll just say, shouldn't be looking at anything right now. 
except your eyelids. <laughs> and just feel yourself breathing. And we're going to take three deep breaths together, okay? And when I say inhale, I want you to inhale very slowly and push your abdomen out. And when I say exhale, I want you to exhale very slowly through your mouth and push your abdomen back in. So these are full fat belly breaths that you're about to take, that we're about to take together. Keep your hand on your heart. If you want to put both hands on your heart, that's fine. That's fine. There's no wrong answer here. Now let's do our first breath. Take a deep inhale through your nose very slowly. And exhale slowly through your mouth. Deep inhale through the nose. And exhale through the mouth. And let's do one more deep inhale through the nose. And exhale with sound. <sighs> if you got another exhale, exhale. <laughs> All right, y'all. Yay. That was very good. Very good. Okay. So sometimes allow yourself to have those moments. People think that, you know, meditation is all just you sitting in the perfect lotus pose with your hands in the perfect hand mudra and your own. It could be that way. Sure. But sometimes your deepest meditation could be just you going within, just you getting swept away in the harmony and beauty of what your body does naturally, which is breath, breathing, your heartbeat, and really tuning in and allowing yourself to become that oneness with yourself. And then with that, it leaves you open. For communication from spirit. Because as this one quote that I love, and I wish I could find the original person that said it, but it's so deep and so real. Prayer is us talking to God. Meditation is us listening for God. Now you can insert whatever name makes you feel most comfortable. If God makes you, then don't say God. <laughs> if you want to say spirit, say spirit. If you want to say universe, say universe. If you want to say goddess, 
say goddess. If you want to say Ola Damati, say Ola Damati. Whoever, whatever name. We're not going to fight about the name. We're not. That's one thing that I, as a spiritual person, have grown to do is not sit and fight nobody over a name when it comes to the most high. Because on any given day for me, that name going to change. <laughs> it's whatever I'm feeling at that moment. If I want to say creator, I'll say creator. If I want to say spirit, I'll say spirit. If I want to say source, I'll say source. If I want to say God, I will say God. If I want to say Lord, have mercy, I will say Lord. It doesn't matter. Because my relationship with that entity is not the same relationship that you have, right? So we're not going to fight over a name. I don't do that. <laughs> this ain't the right place for that. <laughs> All right. So that's not my, that's not it for today that I'm talking about. Uh, we'll just consider that part of a bonus. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what I wanted to actually talk about is uh, messages from animals right? Spirit animals. Now, some of you, um, depending on what your spiritual beliefs are, I will, let me say it this way. For me, I don't believe that there's anything that is coincidence. Um, I will say that Sometimes there are some animals, especially the ones that you may not see that often, right, um, are bringing you messages. I remember a friend of mine was talking about how he had been seeing foxes and he was like, I don't see them all the time. But as of lately, that's what I've been seeing. So I told him, I was like, well, you need to go within and, and, and ask what messages that fox bringing to me. Or you can go to the Google machine and see the spiritual significance of a fox. See the spiritual significance. Or um, if you're like me, sometimes I look at just what is the function? What do foxes do? What are they known for? You know, same thing with any animal. What are they known for? And sometimes that's the message, right? So if it's an animal that's that just like we had talked about snake spirit, right? Like a few weeks ago, I was talking about how we're evolving from the snake spirit of shedding old things that don't serve us anymore. So thinking about that, that's what snakes do. They shed. And they shed quite often, as we found out. So, you know, sometimes if that's what you're seeing, like if you're out in nature and all of a sudden you look down and you see skin of a snake, that has been shed. Could be a, uh, that you're being told, okay, there's something you need to shed. There's something you need to change. So this is why I have this particular message. So just like we talked about the snake, we're going to talk about a particular animal that I've been seeing for the past few days. And I know why I've seen it, but there's still some spiritual um, meaning behind it, okay? Let me adjust myself here so I can sink in and talk to you. <laughs> All right. So the animal in question is a vulture. 
Now, a long time ago, not really that long ago, before I really got into my spirituality, if I had seen, like, as I'm walking, if I had seen vultures, probably would have got scared. Um, but this particular time or times that I've seen vultures, not scared, actually intrigued, very intrigued. And the more I learn about the spiritual significance of vultures, the more intrigued I've become. So I'm going to have three things that I'm giving to you all as some journal prompts. One thing that I want to make sure of, since this is a podcast that represents the Academy, I want to give you homework because I want you to do the work. <laughs> Ain't no need in y'all sitting up here listening to me go on and on and on. And I don't give you something to do, something to think about that you can sit and write about, pray about, ponder on, whatever, right? No need in that. So let's talk about some of the things I found out. Let me pull up some of the stuff that I found out when it comes to vultures. So before I jump too far into that, hold on, hold your mute. Let me go to um, one of the my favorite <laughs> Oracle decks, which is Spirit Animal Oracle by Colette Baron Reed. And I remembered one of the cards, card number 63, is actually about vulture spirit. I'm going to show it to you. Looking very beautiful in this card. Got to say, the artwork on her cards be outstanding. I just got to say that. But um, so on here, it says the vulture spirit, nothing is wasted. Nothing is wasted. So when I was, it wasn't, this time it wasn't me walking when I saw them. Um, and I have to admit, since I've moved over in this part of town, um, I've seen vultures a little bit more. Now, a vulture, contrary to what people might think, if they don't really know, because, you know, the reason why I was initially scared like years ago because I didn't understand that vultures don't actually have prey. Their prey is dead. <laughs> Carcasses, right? So if you see some dead animals around, you're going to see vultures. That's when they show up, right? But they're very interesting animals, very interesting birds to me, um, the more I'm, I'm reading about them. But stay with me. So when I was leaving my apartment complex, actually, let me just run it back for just a minute. I was coming back from the grocery store, I believe. And as I was driving, I saw something <laughs> like far like that way, but it was on my left hand side. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to have to drink something. Wow. <clears throat> I don't know where that came from. 
I'm like, am I not supposed to give this message or something? Wow. Sorry about that, y'all. Okay, so <clears throat> as I'm driving and coming into my apartment complex, on the left side, I see something. And I already know it's something dead. It's not a big something, but it was pretty pretty significant size. And what it is, you know, I'm in the South, so it was a possum. So, you know, when you see those, we see them everywhere. They kind of freak me out. I don't like them because <laughs> they're just big rats, basically. But to, to drive down the road, especially here in the South, to see a dead possum, it's nothing. But usually they're on like the main road and not not in the complex, on the complex road. Stay with me. So it's on the left-hand side of me. And so I see it. And I'm like, oh, must have got hit by a car. Bless his heart. You know, kumbaya. Circle of life. So I'm driving on and I, you know. Then I have to leave the house and go um, back out for something. I don't know. Don't remember. But I happen to look over as I'm driving. And I'm like, they came. The vultures came. And they were sitting there. And of course, dinner time for them. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, dinner, you know, all that. So they're feasting away uh, about to anyway go in on this dead possum. So I was like, okay, well, as long as y'all are out of the way, <laughs> when I come back, I'm good because uh, I don't want to hit you. But, you know, if y'all are in my way, y'all might have to get hit, which I don't think I would have hit them. I, I probably would have just done everything I could to go around them. One thing about them, unlike geese, they move, but they'll come back to where they were, but they will move. Geese, they're gangster. They like, hmm, I don't know what you think I'm going to do, but... I ain't moving. So anyway, I come back and yes, they are there. I drive around them. They're not bothering nothing. And they're doing what they do. And so I leave my complex the next day. And lo and behold, they're still there or they're back. Right. Same spot. And I'm like, wow. So they're still going at this. They're not giving up. And so I was like, okay, well, same thing. I come back. They're still there. They're doing what they do. And I just was getting like really interested because I could see the progress that they were making on it. Wasn't staring too much because, you know, <laughs> but I could see the progress. So then when I'm driving up to my apartment, this car pops into my head and the message on here popped into my head. Nothing is wasted. And so I was like, wow, there's something to this. There's a reason why these vultures are around. It's not about the dead animal. Although bless his heart, he had to be sacrificed, I guess, to send me a message. <laughs> So I'm going to read what it says in what, you know, 
for that card. Then I'm going to talk about some of the stuff, other things that I found about vultures. Then I'm going to bring this thing on home, okay? So just stay with me. So it says, what seems hideous has its own beauty. And the recycling and repurposing the vulture does is as important, excuse me, as any other activity in nature that supports the cycle of life. Vulture Spirit's message is that nothing is to be wasted, for nature sees value in everything that exists. What seems rotten and ugly has the potential to be transmuted into something beneficial. And you are reminded that any suffering you have experienced has not gone to waste. Wisdom and understanding that arose from the experience are talisman that will serve you on your journey wherever you go. What is decaying is only changing form and will fertilize seeds you wish to plant, turning that which has passed away into the substance that will support new growth. All that you might wish to, de to deny or discard has value and can be repurposed and reintegrated into the new you that you are becoming and the new life you are dreaming into being. No pain was in vain. I'm going to say that again. No pain was in vain and no experience was wasted. For you have the power to use it to co-create something far better. This is the miracle in your partnership with spirit. So as I read that, and then now as I just read it, it, it even gives me even more light in life. When it says no pain, no pain was in vain. So everything that we have gone through, the things that have hurt us, the things that we felt have just completely broke us down, the things that, you know, we felt was just going to flat out take us out. All of this stuff, it was not in vain. What it was for was the purpose of you receiving knowledge and wisdom to take you to the next level. I say this all the time. We often discredit those past experiences that hurt us so badly, and I get it. We want to throw it away under lock and key, but some of it is valuable information. Some of that pain was purposeful. And no, it did not feel good when we went through it. No, it was not exciting. No, it didn't feel like it was going to be something good that could ever come out of it. But trust me, a lot of our pain, not all of it, not all of it, but a lot of it was for a distinct purpose. Because look at who you have become. Now, who you have become or who you are becoming is solely determined on how you choose to show up in this world. How do you choose to show up? How do you let your experiences define you? 
right? So if you're allowing your experiences to define you with that definition, that new definition, how are you choosing to show up? How are you now going to show up? This is something that actually I've been wrestling with for the past couple of months since my aunt passed away. And y'all know I'm always very transparent. I really have been struggling with my just sense of self because I've had a couple of years and then especially in those last nine months of her life, my sole purpose felt like it was just to be there to take care of her. I did it. I did it with love. I did it with pride. I was tired. I was broken down. I was stressed. I got depressed. I was stress eating. I gained all this weight. I did all of these things. My money started like disappearing because being a caretaker, nobody explains this to you that you will be pushed to your limit of your mental, your physical, your spiritual and financial. I promise you I'm going to do a, um, some kind of like workshop or something around this because baby. But when I'm looking at this, nothing Nothing is wasted. And it makes me think of, I think it was the Clark sisters. It's a gospel song. And they're saying, is it in vain? And it's such a beautiful song. And it's, even though I'm not a practicing Christian, I can still listen to that song and be so freaking moved because they're like, is my labor in vain? And and just hearing that song, and I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Because sometimes we're like, is this in vain? Is this everything that I'm going through? Is it in vain? What is the point of all this? For me to hurt so bad, for somebody to have hurt me so bad, or something to just completely hurt me, threw me off my game, made me just like second guess so much about myself. And then after it's all over, you're wondering, what the fuck was that for? <laughs> was it in vain? Was it something that I was just going through because maybe creator just wanted to have some like kicks and giggles? Like why? Why? But then we have to go back to the vulture spirit and understand nothing is wasted. It's not in vain. The things that we see that are decaying, that are ugly, that are funky, you know, when a decaying, like that animal that I saw that those vultures were around, that possum, that poor, you know, God's creature, right, was sitting there, was stiff, was probably going to be stinking soon and everything else. But yet in the midst of all that grotesqueness, the vulture finds the beauty and they say, none of this is going to get wasted. None of it is going to be wasted. The pain that this possum felt is not in vain because it serves a greater purpose, even though that's kind of like morbid to think of it in that way. But because of the way my story has started, I'm rocking with it. But when you think about your own life, the things that you've had to endure, the suffering you've had, the the decaying 
things that have been eating away at your spirit, at your energy, your time, at your money, and all of those things. When you come into the room, y'all say, hey, all of these things, it's not in vain. It's not. So before I go too far in that, let me tell you about some of the things that I found when it comes to uh, the spiritual um uh, <laughs> things when it comes to the vulture. So the vulture, first and foremost, again, has that talking about, you know, not wasting anything. But one thing that I found that was significant in the, the semblance of a vulture is now, now, this is where your notes come in, because I want you to sit and I want you to ponder this and I want you to write these things down. Self-awareness. Along with self-awareness, self-confidence. But let's stay with self-awareness for just a moment. So the vulture spirit is showing you or having you to re-examine those things about yourself. Because, yes, you have been through some tremendous, horrendous shit. We all have trauma. We all have things that we've had to overcome that we are still overcoming. But it's here to signify self-awareness. So are you being called to learn more about you? Because there's one thing about those types of situations. It builds up resilience. It gives you confidence it should, that you now know what you're made of and what you can endure and what you will and will not accept. I know there's a lot of things that I've been through that have taught me valuable lessons of what I will and will not accept. So the self-awareness piece is, are you being called to learn more about you? That's your question. Am I being called to learn more about myself right now? The next piece of this is maybe in my self-awareness, I need to be changing some habits. Maybe there's some habits that are to my own detriment that are adding to the decay instead of me being able to shift that energy. I need to find some better habits. Or maybe within that self-awareness, you just need to start paying more attention to yourself. Maybe you are putting you on the back burner. And you need to be more aware. How are you treating yourself? What are you saying to yourself? Are you spending time with yourself? Are you aware of those habits that are sabotaging you? Are you aware of those self-sabotaging behaviors? Hey, Goddess Dana. <laughs> Welcome. So self-awareness, that's big piece number one. Number two, repurpose. Repurpose, repurpose, repurpose. Repurpose is like one of my favorite words as of late. Because when I think of repurpose, I immediately think of P. Diddy, where I'll holler out, remix. 
<laughs> so let me break it down like this. When it comes to repurpose and how the vulture spirit wastes nothing. The vulture is coming to tell you about maybe you need to repurpose something. So what in your life or in your business is needing to be used in a new way because the old way don't work no more. It's not working. It doesn't know doesn't necessarily mean that that old way needs to be thrown away completely. It just needs a little facelift. Needs a little remix, needs a little reset. But you're being called to repurpose something within your life. Whether it's your life or your business, you're being called to repurpose something. So you have the self-awareness. You're becoming more aware. Now, now that you are becoming more aware, now let's look for those things to repurpose. So let's go back to what I've always you know, talked to you all about. When I was a little girl, I used to pretend that I was a teacher. I used to also pretend that I was an entertainer. I also would be Barbie and Ken's uh, wedding planner slash event planner. And I would also be Princess Leia or Wonder Woman, depending on the day. <laughs> depending on the day, that would be where I was. And with that, I often thought about all these shifts that I went through in life of how I made these decisions of, well, first and foremost, when I got to the age to understand entrepreneurship, I knew in my life, that's what I wanted to be. Didn't know to what degree, didn't know how I was going to make that happen or what was even going to happen. But I always knew I wanted my own business. I never wanted to work for nobody. I wanted to build my own empire. And the funny thing is, as that little girl who was the teacher, who was the event planner, the entertainer, and doing all these things, guess what? Yep, she worked for herself. Didn't realize that's what I was doing as a little girl. But as I got older, I realized, yeah, that's what I was doing. Somewhere in my, my tweens and teens, it shifted because I started trying to conform and I started to lose who I was and to conform in being of who I thought I was supposed to be or who I was told I was supposed to be. And now here I am in my 40s, especially when I was starting over at 40 or a little before 40, I had to sit down and have that talk with myself what makes me happy? Now that the awareness, the self-awareness had come, because yes, at that point, the self-awareness had come and I'm still very self-aware. Self-awareness is not a one and done thing. There's always going to be stuff brought to your remembrance about yourself that you have to work on or work toward or maybe just get rid of or again, ding, 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 repurpose it. So I started thinking about as a little girl, what did I want to be when I was a little girl? What was I doing as a little girl that will shed light on what I'm supposed to be doing right now? Well, 
I started thinking about those things that I did as a little girl, the things that I would pretend that I was doing, but I would take such pride in it. And I was so passionate about it. And you couldn't tell me that I wasn't doing it. Oh yeah, I also used to write poetry and make up stories as a little girl. So I started thinking in my grown self, a writer, yeah, I like writing, cause I do. Entertaining, hmm, I like doing this, you know, being seen, getting on in front of the camera, going and talking in front of a group of people, you know, stuff like that. I'm very colorful and animated at times, even though I am a highly sensitive person slash introvert. <laughs> and I enjoy being by myself. But those are my those are my superpowers. Those are my skills. Then as far as like an event planner and teacher, those kind of fall into the realm of coaching, do they not? And then I, I teach Reiki. So, yeah, I'm a teacher. So I sat down and thought, well, those are the things that I, I'm, I'm working on doing. So I'm within my purpose. So the repurposing means I'm going back. No, I can't be Princess Leia or Wonder Woman. <laughs> and I've put away Barbie and Ken, right? I don't have them no more. But how about I go back to that little girl and I repurpose those things that she she wanted, that she was doing, and I make them relevant for right here and now. That might be a stretch for some of y'all in thinking that how did she connect those dots that way? But it worked. <laughs> it's true, though, because it is repurposing. I took all of those things that I did as a little girl that I was so passionate about. And this is the stuff I'm doing right now. And not only do I do this right now, I also teach other women how to do it right now. So the next thing with the vulture spirit of nothing being wasted plays into the two things that I just said. When you think about a vulture, <coughs> what often comes up as far as the spiritual side is rebirth or revival. I like the revival because when I think of a revival, I think of going to church and how when you go to a revival, everybody is, yes, and just like it, the the energy is electric and and there's a there's a commonality because everybody wants to be touched by God. Have that moment, right? Well, the reason why there's that revival is because reviving means like to bring back to life, to resuscitate, to uh, give new life, right? So when you're thinking about your life, what part of you did you declare dead or lifeless that is calling for you to revive it? Maybe it's your love life. Maybe you felt like I don't want to open up my heart again and be hurt. Maybe that's the part of you that needs to be revived. Maybe that part, going back to my um, repurpose example of being a little girl who wanted to be, excuse me, an entrepreneur. And now 
I'm at this point where that's where I am. That part of me needed to be revived. I needed to remember that part of myself. Maybe it's something with your uh, going to school. Maybe you put that off for a little while because you know you needed to do other things or, you know, life started lifing, right? But you're like, I still want to go get my degree because it's still in alignment with who I am. So I need to revive that. What part of you did you declare dead? Did you say it's lifeless, it's useless? I don't need to do that because I can't or nobody will you know, understand me doing that or whatever your excuses were. Revive it. Breathe life into it because nothing is wasted. Everything you need, you have it in you. I can't say that enough. I always end up saying that. I'm going to keep saying that because it's facts. Everything you have, everything you need is already there. The potential is already there. The potential for everything that you need is already there. It is. You got to tap into it. You got to have that self-awareness. You got to learn how to repurpose it. You got to look for those things that need to be revived within you. Yes? Yeah. So this is why I wanted to give this message. So I hope this message fell on good ground. Um, Let me just say that we are still in the month of August and I still have my August promo going on. So you can either book a 60-minute um, Reiki, distant Reiki healing session, which is called Balance and Flow. You can either book that or you can book a email oracle card reading, a four-card oracle card reading. Either one of those services for just $47. That's my August promo because August is my birth month. Yeah. So I wanted to celebrate with you all and thank you to those who have booked. Um, but for those who have not, go ahead and get yourself in there while the while the getting is good. So, all right, y'all, that's all I got. I just wanted to share that message with you. Go back and listen to this as many times as you want. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So. Have a wonderful rest of your day, a beautiful, beautiful week, and I will see you again next time. Bye for now.